0: Johnny, Chase, Chandra, Gideon, and like pretty much the gang. Magic! I am often <laughs> trying to get big things out in a hurry. Magic! It's a kind of magic. Magic! 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 ho, ho, it's Magic! Dance. I'm a magic! 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 Magic
1: Sitting cross-legged in a wooden chair, a uh, mouth half full of cookie mulch. Uh, I'm Ethan, and this is Collected Sorceries.
2: I'm man-spreading in a similar chair. This is Jay.
0: You're listening to Collected Sorceries. Collected Sorceries is publicly funded. If you'd like to donate to Collected Sorceries, email us at CollectedSorceries at gmail.com. Bing! Collected Sorceries is the only podcast to have won 15 years in a row the award for... Most consecutive times watching the 1959 Pat Boone, James Mason, Journey to the Sun of the Earth. And also the winner of most pods uh,
1: casted in a single uh, contiguous time period.
2: Yeah, man, my throwing arm got
0: tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> throwing <laughs> arm. <laughs> tired. <laughs> Implications. Throwing. Uh, inferences. <laughs> pod. Uh, pod <laughs> uh, cast uh. If, if
2: you're not imagining me skipping old iPods across a pond or a lake like skipping stones
1: that's pretty you're great not my friend actually that's that totally occurred to me <laughs> <laughs> and it is fun
0: it's genuinely funny i'm imagining a wide variety of things including that
2: just given the shape of an iPod it did skip so good i think yeah probably yeah. i'm gonna try it
0: yeah. Well, Ethan, yeah. uh, what are we uh, what are we going to talk about today on uh, Magic the Gathering? Uh, so, collected Sorceries podcast. Uh, strike that, reverse it. Uh, I got a couple things. I got uh,
1: my FNM report. Well, mine and Jay's from this past Friday. Oh, yeah. At the at the at, at the Fulgus, the old Friday
0: the night Magic, friendly
1: yeah. local game store, the friendly local game store. Yeah, um, our
2: first talk. <laughs> Draft of Theros at said FLGS. Yes.
1: We, we went beyond death. Beyond? I, I went to red-white creatures that get bonuses for casting spells that target them.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great deck, yeah.
1: And uh, Foil Nyx Lotus, yeah. so...
0: If you can get that shit to work. Yeah, draft,
1: yeah. partly paid for or paid for, depending. Yeah. Uh, what did you end up with,
2: Jay? Uh, I was Gruul, and uh, what I was accused by an opponent, <laughs> one of my opponents of running Sater Control.
1: Seder Control?
2: first picked Galia and had a lot of satyr tokens and oh, a man. lot of ways to blow shit up.
1: Galia gives all your satyrs plus one, plus one. Does she also give them haste? Yes, yeah, she does. Whoa.
2: Yeah, it turns out the card Heroes Whoa. of the Revel, which is a 4-4 four, four Sader that makes a 1-1 one, one satyr token that can't block, uh, that goes from being 5 power spread out amongst two creatures to 7 hasty power, which when you hit somebody Whoa. in the face with it, really leaves a mark. Makes mm-hmm. all your goat hasty. people
1: very zoomy. Oh, there we go. Quiznos. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: Hasty. Hasty. <laughs> Quiznos finally went out of business, didn't they? Or are there a couple left, I don't know. I Maybe. believe
2: they're all they're all gone. Yeah, okay. I think
0: they are, which is good, because
1: I always hated Quiznos. As opposed to Chuck E. Cheese, I think there might be and Chuck E. Cheese left I, on I, the planet.
0: I always wanted Subway to win the sub war, and they did.
2: You know the thing about Quizmos, Quiznos that I've understood, was they make a big deal about serving hot subs as like their thing. Yeah. But like every place serves hot subs.
1: That's true. Is it the Jack Black of sub places where it's like, but anyone couldn't have written that song. Yeah, but we did. That's true.
2: Very much so. It's yeah. the same song. You, you did the bendy. That's how I mean it. It's like this. If you, you want subs, you either want a really cheap sub, in which case you're going to like Subway or Jimmy Jones, yeah. or you want a nice sub, in which case there's a local sub shop that I guarantee
0: was better than Quiznos.
1: Yeah, we're we're kind of spoiled, uh, sort of, in our our rough region.
0: Oh, there's... there's Oh, my God. I, I've talked to a lot of my friends who have moved out of this area, yeah. and the number... Usually the number one thing that they miss from the area is the food. yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely good grub around here. I'm just saying though, you don't have to be in this part of the country to enjoy a good sub. Yeah, most towns have at least one place that'll turn out a decent grinder. Yeah, bogey, torpedo, torpedo, submarine,
1: bomber—the
2: term for large sandwich. <laughs>
1: yeah, big ol' sandwich. A steak boner. That's a steak one. bomber. Oh, that's an old joke. It's a very old joke from. Uh, from back when we used to hang out with Casey
2: yeah okay anyhow um, to bring it back to match the gathering <laughs> the unofficial slogan of collected Sorceries, is bringing it back to magic
1: bringing it slowly ramping into quality oh yeah that's the one we're ramping
2: uh, yeah we, we did pretty yes. decent um, I went uh, two and one two
1: and one I went one and two which I'm very happy with as a yeah. as a as a minimum
2: sure uh, yeah, the yeah, the Peanut Gallery was running Demir again, mm. and uh, he seemed to do pretty good. Did he um, tilt a lot of people? Uh, he, he went two and one as well.
1: Unleashed him at FNM. He seemed prepared to yeah. to do some damage. Yeah. Did he? Did he? Was he going around edicting everyone?
2: I definitely didn't tick people off quite as much as his mm. last deck, mm. but uh, you know he, he did okay. No, he um, got. Oh, it. I'm I'm sorry. You know what? I said he was Demir. He was Simic.
1: Oh, okay. Okay Okay so no Not a lot of edicts really
2: No but if it were to ramp Yeah Yeah and that omen Of the uh Omen of the hunt Oh the green omen Good for devotion Yeah Mm -hmm. I mean a rampant growth effect Is always nice At instant speed Is even nicer Yeah I think Simic Flash might have some room for that.
1: Yeah, it turns out end of opponent's turn ramp pretty pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I checked in with the Discord for the local FLGS, and they did confirm that, that um, Kiora bests the Sea God, you know, casting it mostly insta-win. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's Like, s- snapped in half. Yeah, <laughs> Kiora hitting the field was
2: just unpleasant. <laughs> now, there's, apparently a couple of those got opened at the draft, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got some salt from that with my the mm-hmm. final guy I played against. That said, uh, I think that we've seen so. there's definitely ways to run a couple different color combinations. And uh, some of those Theros cards are making their way into decks already. I'm seeing play in Arena. I know I rotated out my opts to make room for a couple of uh, Omen of the Seas.
1: Omen of the Seas, there you go.
2: In uh, in my Simic Flash deck on Arena. And they definitely going to make their way into my paper version as well because they're mm-hmm. playtesting nice. well. Yeah. Nice.
1: I need the, um, was it Dryad dry of the Elysian? It's a green rare that... Ramps you, but also makes all your land, uh, into all your your lands into all basic land types.
2: Ah yes, uh, he's, Elysian um gah.
1: But he's an enchantment creature. Yeah. do uh, I, I think.
2: What that thing's called.
1: Yeah, but uh, he's getting in the Earth Justice deck. Earth kind of like, Justice. Yeah, the the green white. Basically, the deck is don't die, ramp into Parhelion Two, which is a big ol. 4 4 artifact creature vehicle, mm-hmm. or no, not 4 4. I think it's like a 6 6, but it's large and it's legendary. And it makes when it attacks, it makes two 4 4 angels, yeah, with with flying and vigilance. But yeah. but the win condition is cast, you know, is ramp, cast parhelion 2. Mm. And then I have this sort of the the other kind of the B story of that deck is uh, a Johnny's Pride Mate and things that gain life. And because a Johnny's Pride Mate says, whenever you gain life, put a plus one plus one counter on him, yeah, or on the on that creature, yeah. so it's. Life gain, oh, yeah. make the team bigger. Yeah. Um, and then I have three copies of the Gideon Blackblade, who can be turned into a 4-4 indestructible. And so he can crew the Parhelion, which is funny because it has crew four, and so you tap a creature at power four in this case. And it's, basically, it's, it's funny because it's just like one person steering basically a magical magic version of a helicarrier. Sure. And, uh, it's like
0: the Nick Fury <clears throat> method. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds great. I mean, you got that uh, synergy, <clears throat> the, the green-white synergy, just life everywhere. Yeah. So much life. Yeah, there's so uh, um, earth, so much there, power.
1: There's yeah, very uh, very Selesnia, very uh, Selesnia. So, so life gain. Wow, Selesnia, very synergy.
0: This week on a very Selesnia Christmas. <laughs> oh, what
1: else is in it? Yeah, I have probably uh, 12, maybe close to 18 cards that gain life in addition to whatever else they do. Okay. So, I've got two combat tricks. What's up?
2: It's Elysian Caryatid.
1: Oh, it's a different one. That's the one. I mean, there's the the, oh. the one that I'm thinking of is different. But yeah, that's an O3. The oh, one I'm looking at is a 2-4. For Pete's sake, what is the name of that <laughs> oh, thing? Oh, he's a 2-4 he's a uh, green enchantment creature, but he doesn't die to a lot of removal. Oh, what's it called?
2: I'm going to find the name of that card at some point. Do but- it.
1: Find it. Yeah. But anyway, the other the other thing I have on the list is Mana Dorks. Mana Dorks. <laughs> Almost the title of this podcast. And useful role players in any decks that can use them if you're trying to get big things out in a hurry.
2: Oh, ho, ho. There are dorks. I am often
0: trying to get big things out in a hurry.
2: I, <laughs> well. It is worth noting that um, uh, Mana Dorks have been a part of Magic the Gathering for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Lannowar Elves showing up, I think an Alpha.
1: Probably, yeah. <laughs> the weird sideways version with eye patch that they they called back to recently in, in one of the more recent sets from a couple years ago. We straight
2: up reprinted it, actually. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, just you, uh, Elves is in standard with Dominaria, just rotated out, which surprised a lot of people because yeah. Lannowar Elves is one of those old cards that is often considered too powerful for modern standard.
1: <laughs> which is weird because because in in modern they printed. Lanowar tribe which is just three Lanowar elves stapled together
2: I mean, that's the thingy one it's, mana ramp <laughs> means that on turn two yeah you mm-hmm. can cast things that cost three
1: yeah so turn two Lanowar tribe
2: but the, the point mm-hmm. though is lanoir yeah. tribe can't come out until you've hit three mana, so it's not mm-hmm. as immediate a boost yeah. and secondly it's can be removed with one removal spell yeah
1: i mean even in formats where there's no lightning
2: bolt Which is another card that found its way into standard despite everyone thinking it was too powerful. uh, Not too terribly long ago, it was M15. But what's that? Uh, That uh, lightning bolt was in standard again.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a good goodly number of printings of lightning bolt.
0: Ah, goodly number. Yeah,
1: but lanowar elves, uh, the mirror from Mirrodin and and subsequent sets that are two mana one ones that tap for. There's a cycle of five of them, and there's one for each of the basic colors. Uh, mm-hmm, that's uh, there's Dalikos, the red-blue art, uh, merfolk artificer that makes your creature he's, zoomy. He's a sort of mana dork. Uh, there's the <clears throat> Leyline Prowler, who I refer to as the most dangerous dork. The most dangerous dork. <laughs> because it's a 2-3 lifelink death touch uh, for one black green that taps one of any color.
2: I think we should probably talk about the best of the mana dorks, though. Uh, the enough. one that is definitely too strong to be reprinted in the standard, and they don't uh, they don't even like printing this baby in a modern and things like that. The won the only, the Birds.
1: Oh, the Birds of Paradise,
2: yeah. yeah birds of Paradise is a, yeah. for one green. Zero one. No, she's a one-one flyer. I thought it was a one-one. Is it a zero birds 01 Birds of Paradise? Mm, birds we of Paradise, You know, let me double but check. It's a, it's a, it,
1: it's green, it has green in its casting cost, and it taps for one of any color, and it's a flyer. And it's, it's part or all of the origin of the term, bolt the bird. Where it's like, do you spend
2: your burn spell? You're right, Ethan. Okay. Birds of Paradise is a zero-one one flyer for one green. With tap one, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Meaning, it allows for not only instantaneous mana generation and flying blocking at a pinch, but also... Stop the merit It allows for fixing. Uh, makes multicolored, green, uh, multicolored decks based in green a lot more playable. In fact, I've seen multicolored decks that don't actually run any lands that aren't basic forests before.
1: That's fair, because green, one of the things green does well is splashing further colors, or mm-hmm. just generally like, filtering into other colors.
2: You yeah, know, Bolt the Bird comes from the idea, the, the old question of whether or not it's worth using a removal spell to destroy an opponent's early uh, piece, a combo piece, what have you, mm. with the general wisdom being that it's always worth trading a removal spell, like a lightning bolt, which could be three damage to the dome, mm. for early mana acceleration, like, you know, a Birds of Paradise. Okay. Do you Bolt the Bird? The answer the is yes. yes. Bolt the bird. Bolt the bop. Mm.
0: Always. Always, always. I hate birds, so that's good with me. Yeah. They're a bunch of bastards. Yeah. Who do they think they are, having descended from dinosaurs?
2: Yeah, I know. They're always flying and preening and having nests.
0: Bastards. Yeah. I agree. Arrogant bastards. Yeah. Bolt them. Bolt them all to the hell. All
1: of them. You know, dorks come in many shapes and sizes. Many shapes and sizes. Yeah. Not to be confused with the term, like, idiot. Yeah, we're like, just a big creature that doesn't have any evasion, that's just very large, Mm -hmm. and can be easily blocked by,
2: you know, even the smallest creature. Yeah, uh, an interesting point. The original Birds of Paradise card came about as a bit of a problem with the art. You see, back during the original Magic sets, they weren't exactly hiring artists and giving them briefs. They'd commissioned a piece of art drawn, uh, and it was supposed to be used for an island, but it is an island in the background with some tropical birds flying in front of it. The birds were too central in the piece... They felt for it to be a land card, so they needed to figure out something to do with this, and that's where we got Birds of Paradise. It's like. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's like, what
0: do we do with this? It's like it's got an island, but. But it's also got birds. <laughs> and they're right there. Yeah. They're right I can't right unsee right. the birds, Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birds
2: of Paradise is also useful as an example of a card which, despite being reprinted, still has some fairly high collectible value. Just looking on here, uh, Birds yeah. of Paradise from early editions can command prices in the neighborhood of $75 to $80 fairly comfortably. While the card is still, uh, the alpha, this Alpha Edition one here is uh, used for three grand. I think that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. Mm, Whereas. Possibly. If I wanted to get a copy of Birds of Paradise because of its numerous reprintings, I can get one I can slot into my deck for about eight bucks. Mm. Which just goes to show you that just because a card gets reprinted doesn't mean the original versions lose their collector's value. Which is
1: nice for a lot of people. Which
2: is one of the arguments that people like to use for why cards can't be reprinted. So, uh, suck on that little hunk of reality. I'm looking at you, MTG Finance.
1: Yeah. Yes, looking directly at you. Harsh Truths. Abstract. Well, website. (laughs) Harsh truth. That
2: that was about the finance community in general, not the fine folks over at MTG Finance, who by and large are a great group of guys.
1: Yeah. I I, I realized, you know, that I was like, I was looking at MTG Finance, the (laughs) website, and then they have that like stock ticker. And I'm like, okay, I kind of, I sort of get it. Oh, I joked. about it. I
0: mean, that's that's like an entry point. Like, (laughs) hey, you got to get in there just for the financing. Speculating on...
2: You
0: know, and you know properties.
2: the the fun thing is, I I like the idea of the speculation. I understand why people do it. It's fun. It's geeky. I get it. And it wouldn't bother me so much if it didn't directly make mo- one of my favorite hobbies worse. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's entirely fair.
2: Yeah. But hey, if, if anybody has has a has a problem with it, I think we can solve it the old-fashioned way. We can sit down and chat while we play a game of magic. Mm. My cheap ass deck versus your very expensive one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen a, a tabernacle at Pendrel Vale one time in the wild. I've, I've glimpsed a tabernacle oh. or one.
2: You know, you know. To bring this back to Magic: The Gathering, Magic. yes. Nicholas Cage would make a great planeswalker.
0: He would. Yeah, he was. I just learned that he was in an adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's. Uh, Colorado, Space. Uh, Colorado Space. Yeah, that came out like in the last month or two. Oh, that
2: I've been waiting for that to come out. I yeah. didn't realize it released. Oh, got to watch that. It
0: came out, and I didn't even know it was a thing. And I'm like. How did I not know that? And that, that's perfect. Like, he seems like he'd be perfect for H.P. Lovecraft. And yeah. similarly, that, I think, uh, you know, would make a good planeswalker for could he similar reasons. Probably you know what?
2: I, th- I think th- I think that's where we would have him. If we were going to put Nicholas Cage in the Magic Universe, I think putting him on Innistrad yeah. and having him deal with Eldrazi, you oh, could see him. Man. He would be that one farmer. Honey, get me my shop a pitchfork.
1: Well, how bad. Yeah. I was going to say Ral Zarek, but... You put him on Innistrad. A
2: like, little old to be Ral.
0: Put him guess, on Innistrad.
1: Yeah. Do it. <clears throat> Do it's it, It's the yeah. clear answer. Mildred, bring me my slightly larger knife. Bring
0: him his Innistrad.
1: Yeah, and then you can... Oh, it's like Moonstruck. The bit from Moonstruck. You're always like, get me the big knife. Mm-hmm. I, I watched Moonstruck because I was really young and my parents watched it. And are not sharing it. But yeah. It's like, Mildred, get me the big knife. I'm going to cut this Eldrazi.
2: <laughs> mm. I think it's fair to say that the power of Nicolas Cage could perhaps defeat... Emmerich, cool, and her horde.
0: Yeah, Power of Nickel Cage could really defeat anything. Yeah. Oh,
1: um, there was somewhat of an update on the Russo brothers' MTG series. There was. Uh, yeah. What happened? Uh, Mark Water, Mark Rosewater came out to comment on the new onset, and someone asked him about the Netflix animated series. Yeah. And he said, uh, I can't say anything, but I am very confident. He's like, he's very excited. He's like, I'm very excited. I love the property. Uh, the people who I'm confident that the people who are working on it are going to do a good job.
0: Oh, so we might be able good. to come back to uh, you know, sure, yeah. Come back to that in a later episode. Hopefully, when that comes out, I don't know when it's going to come out. Those things take a while usually. Well, yeah, but that'll that'll give us time to slowly ramp into quality. And yeah, we need it. We need as much time as we could possibly get. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm, back at the. Well,
2: following up on other Magic the Gathering uh, materials, I, for one, have decided to dive into the wonderful wild world of Magic the Gathering spinoffs. I have started playing Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest again at great cost to my free time, and I'm going to be giving Mana Strike a try this weekend. Yeah, it is some sort of mobile game, which, according to this loading screen here, has a Johnny, Jace, Chandra, Gideon, and, like, pretty much the gang in it, so that ought to be fun.
1: The gang's all here?
0: Hey, hey, the gang's all here. The whole gang. Gang. The whole kitten chalada. The whole
2: kitten caboodle. Oh, so here's a quick question, right? Mm-hmm. Assuming that any group of five characters can be mapped onto assorted elements, mm. or I mean assorted the uh, magic uh, five colors, which color is which in Scooby Doo? Now, I'm going to say that uh, Velma's interest in. Uh, blue. It, she's definitely blue. She's all about the inquisitiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that Daphne, being the one who does karate, is probably red. Daphne's I
0: mean, definitely red. That's no, now
2: yeah. Shag, and let's, let's hold on on Shaggy for a minute because okay. you'd think right. green for this coloring, but no, no. Scooby Doo is literally a beast, so he's definitely green. Mm. And if there's one person who is not only pasty white but also represents law and order, it's definitely Freddie. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah that's which means true, Shaggy. But, yeah. well, Shaggy must be black. I mean, internet,
1: Shaggy
0: is often the internet has death. stated that
1: Shaggy is. You know, was it Ultra Instinct
2: Shaggy? Yeah. So, so the yeah. So I think definitely pay Shaggy shaves the black
1: Rounded up, Shaggy gets plus twenty, plus twenty, and indestructible. Some, something ridiculous.
2: You win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if there's one color that's encouraging you, every other card is encouraging you to pay half your life. Just yeah. just remember, if the best three games, if three words in Magic rather are draw a card, the best four words in Magic are you win the game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know,
0: You're missing out on the three best words of magic. Draw a card.
2: Beautiful Beautiful words. Beautiful words.
0: The best one word in Jumanji is, of course, Jumanji. You're not wrong.
2: I'm not wrong. Speaking of Jumanji, which is definitely an adventure game, uh, soon we're going to be looking at going back to the plane of adventure. Uh, one of the next planes we'll be stopping at is back at Zendikar, which was originally uh, supposed to be sort of a D&D-esque world of adventure. It got sidetracked, what with all that Eldrazi nonsense. Yeah. But I, for one, am looking forward to going back. Do you think we'll see the return of traps and or uh, the quest mechanics and leveling up in this next set? Quite
0: Possibly. Yes, I definitely think we'll see the return of traps. You gotta have traps. It adds to the adventure.
2: Yeah. And it allows a magic player to say one thing, which, up until fairly recently, was purely the purview of Yu-Gi-Oh! players. You've activated my trap card.
0: You've activated my trap card. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. If only we could send people to the Shadow Realm. I mean, yeah. I mean,
2: I've, I've beaten someone so soundly, I'm fairly certain I did send them to the Shadow Realm. That's fair.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> Me, if you cast cabal therapy and someone in a game of magic, and you, you know, blind guess what they have in their hand, that tends to send someone to the shadow realm. I'm,
2: I'm just saying, I've, I've done things to people that feel a lot like a damning their eternal soul. Mm.
0: Mm. Me too. <laughs> not so much in magic, but yeah. <laughs> not so much in magic. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Z- Zendikar, though, yeah. Zendikar!
2: Yeah, yeah. looking forward to that along with the other uh, two sets for this year. Uh, Our core 2020 set is supposed to be Tefri themed because everybody asked for more of him.
1: I mean, it's interesting because I don't know if they did, but also, like, the people who who like Idris Alba and think of him as Idris Alba maybe aren't.
2: Oh, I love Tefri the character! (laughs) Yeah. It's just, you know, his last two cards have been absolutely ruinously unfun to play against. Yeah. Honestly, not that fun to play with, even.
1: Yeah, it's like Emergence Zone, be able to cast things as though they had flash for a turn. Yeah, that that's fine, but like on a Planeswalker that, that may stick around.
2: Well, not only that, but his ability to, uh, you know, bounce other people's stuff, be general, and draw a card while you're at it, that kind of hurts. Yeah. And the five-mana Tefri, big Tefri, oh boy.
1: Big, big Tef. Big old Tef, we call him. But uh, we, I mean I.
2: <laughs> all that said, we're also looking at Ikoria, the Realm of Behemoths. Realm of Behemoths. <laughs> And uh, that is supposed to be big creatures. There's supposed to be some build your own monster type of mechanics, which is a lot of people thinking that we're going to see uh, the host augment mechanic from the last unset, oh, maybe in Black Border. What do you think about that, E? That that sounds cool, and it's on brand
1: for the, the the developers. Usually saying that that the Silver Border sets are usually kind of testing grounds or play spaces for things that they might want to try in Black Border. As if there's something that they want to try in Black Border, and you know, it's too basically a sandbox. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and you know, eventually, sometimes those things work their way into the Black Border sets.
2: Which, hey, that'd be great. I, for one, okay. lo- would love to see Sorceries of Trample.
1: Yeah, I mean, Black Border set is one of my favorite DraftKick
0: Murphy songs, so I'm going to be very excited. So, Roy, a quick question for you. How do you feel about Kaiju? I feel pretty pretty average it varies wildly really i mean there are some of them that i love and some of them that i hate some of them i feel pretty mediocre about they've been doing that new king kong versus godzilla movie let them fight the old king kong versus godzilla movie wow what a what a film yeah first pacific root movie yeah. oh yeah there's some good stuff that was pretty interesting the second pacific yeah. root movie we saw uh, oh man that's that's one of the movies i've come closest to walking out of in my life
2: yeah, well, here's hoping that uh, Ikoria goes more towards the first one than the second one yeah. because we are supposed to get some battle cruiser magic, big ol' creatures.
0: Mm, big ol' creatures. Heckin' chonker. Oh, heckin', heckin', big ol' heckin'.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of the um, teaser art for Ikoria. I ain't seen shit. <laughs>
0: Man, we ain't found shit.
2: Alright, well, this is an image of the uh, the first teaser image we've gotten.
1: Yeah, rock.
2: And if that absolute unit of a bear there isn't you. at least a 6-6. Six six.
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty scary. Large and are in charge. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Possibly both. Yeah, that could, it seems like it would do some serious damage.
2: It seems like that's just the first of the ones we're seeing. We're yeah. going to get some real good behemoths in this upcoming set. I look forward to it. We got to
1: love behemoths. It's like, what's what's better than a regular moth? A behemoth.
0: A behemoth. And uh, for, for, since I know, this a is, I know this is... A
2: I know this is a... A auditory medium So the picture If you search for Ikoria On Google It'll be one of the first ones That pops up It is uh, A lady With a bow Standing in front of What looks like The love child Of a bull A bear And an effing Mountain chain
0: Behemoths Yeah I love some behemoths And how to beckon them How to beckon them How to train your behemoth
2: Well I'm sure Kiora Could tell us how to beckon them
1: Yeah
2: Kiora Unapologetic behemoth beckoner Beckoner
1: Kiora Size
2: queen Wait what you better back to yourself. She likes big fish. Yourself. She does, and she cannot lie. And mm-hmm. Tim Burton does as well. Uh, we can stop stealing Lur's jokes now. Um. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was one of those. I didn't know that, that was
1: one of from the planet Omicron Persei I. What to go?
2: I was going to go with the planet Omicron Persei British Columbia, but hey, you know.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, Omicron Persei Vic, Visit Vancouver. Yeah, Vic- Victoria. Victoria, oh, right. Vic- Victoria,
0: British Columbia, British Columbia, yeah. Right. Named right. after the Queen. Yeah. Queen British Columbia.
2: Uh, so uh, they're definitely looking at the birth of a new age of magic at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Boy, the word pioneer. Mm hmm.
2: Pioneers and, and the settlers. You know, it I just uh, struck me the other day. I was down at uh, a uh, international toy hall of fame, oh. the Strong Museum of Play. The
0: Strong National Museum <laughs> of Play. Ding!
2: Yeah, indeed. Uh, wonderful spot for anybody who happens to be in that part of the country. And, you know, it strikes me that they are having nominations for the Toy Hall of Fame. They're always having one. on the website. Mm-hmm. And Magic the Gathering has turned 25 this past year. And, you know, Magic the Gathering is definitely one of those... It's going to be 30 soon. Yeah, it's one of those things that it really has shaped entertainment. We wouldn't have Yu-Gi-Oh! We wouldn't have Pokemon. We wouldn't have a lot of card games like that. Without Magic the Gathering, it's really the first one. True. true. So, if you find yourself on the website for the Strong Museum of Play, say because you went there after hearing this podcast, go ahead and throw Magic the Gathering a nomination or a nod. Just let them know to think about it.
0: I support this endeavor. Second did. Third did. There we go. It's a consensus. It's unanimous. The vote passes. Huzzah! Huzzah! Witnesses in the trial.
1: Witness me! Gavels. Tiny wooden hammers were pounded upon tiny wooden platform.
0: Tiny wooden hammers all over your body.
2: Oh, that sounds just either so relaxing or so painful, one yeah. of the two.
0: Yeah, you can really go either way with that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jay, were you around when we were discussing the green-white
2: earthjustice.deck? Ah, I was here since you were talking about that okay. earlier in this very podcast.
0: Earlier in this very podcast. <laughs> just want to make sure. Just want to make sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I think that green-white definitely has some possibilities at the moment. I don't necessarily know if I'd go life-gain the, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's life life the way you're going. I mean, it's 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 not primarily
0: life-gain. I would go life-gain the way you're going. I mean, it's incidentally. I'm crazy. Life gain.
1: That's true, oh. yeah.
2: Theros has given me an idea for a green white deck I'd kind of like to try. Uh, we have that new green white hero. She costs three, one green and a white. She digs seven oh, Captain to find. The Pileus, yes, the Siona. can't remember. Yeah, there, that that's it. Siona, Captain the Pyleus. She one, lets one. you dig seven to find a creature or an, or an enchantment, and in addition to that, whenever a creature you control becomes equipped, you make a p- one one white soldier token. Not oh, gonna lie to you,
0: she sounds awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, between her. Uh, a certain green. Taranica. Oh no, Terranika
1: is, is double white in her casting costs.
2: Yes, uh, Terranika is also definitely up there. Yeah. But between uh, her, Terranika, and a certain green white bronze hide lion, oh, yeah. I think there's definitely some mileage to be had in uh, the green white enchantment deck.
0: Yeah, between honestly,
2: that and Champion and a few others. Yeah,
1: I, I think the green white lion is getting into Earth Justice because it's a two drop and there's. Actually, the. the... Two drop the two drop slot is slot is kind of stuffed but the four drop slot is is only has one thing in it at at this point it's a lot of threes mm-hmm. i think it's a lot of two drops and three drops that sounds pretty good <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, and uh, Cetacean Champion is a three-drop with the best, uh, just straight up, the best constellation I've ever seen. When a champion enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Cetacean Champion and draw a card.
1: Draw a card. So it's so, magic.
2: Yep, it's basically like a, uh, that one green merchant from uh, Eldraine, except, you know, also, it becomes a giant beat stick and hits people <laughs> in the face.
1: Oh, it's, it's Edgewall Innkeeper, but bigger.
2: Yeah, she comes in as one-three, though admittedly, the mana cost is a little higher. I don't necessarily know if she'll make the same splash
1: yeah that's fair speaking of things that, that that make a splash do we have any like standout uh cards in in theros beyond death that, that we haven't mentioned yet
2: uh oh, i know that the um the blue green titan <laughs> oh euro yeah he is currently selling for almost 80 bucks mm-hmm. so you know keep an eye out for him oh i will for euro titan of nature's wrath yeah
1: uh zero nice. Euro, uh, Nadir Kraken, I don't think we mentioned, but that's kind of neat because he goes tall and wide.
2: Yeah, Nadir Kraken's a, definitely a fun card. I could see some C, some definite fun with that. Get it, C, S-E-A.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, see. A, apparently, you can when you hit the draw trigger, you can pay multiple times for that. I didn't realize, but it's like, draw... Draw trigger, pay three. Draw trigger, make three tentacle tokens. Put three plus one, plus one counters on the ninja Kraken. If I God. if I understand it correctly, let me take a I look. Mean, I mean, I heard that from. A very famous Magic: The Gathering podcast of a specific format. Um, Collectors'
2: options. Hmm. Yeah, not That's quite. Not just, what uh, it says here is: whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on Crack and create a one blue creature token. This is not an ability that where you pay X to do it X times. Neither is it an ability that pays X and then when this happens. So I would think each time you draw a card, you may activate the ability once per card draw. So you just, however. If you draw four cards, Uh, you can activate it for each card drawn. (laughs) And I will. Okay. So, um, what's a good example? Um, uh, I think it's Into the Story. Yes, Into the Story allows you to draw four cards. So, assuming your opponent had seven cards in their graveyard, and you could cast it for four and had three additional mana floating, you could then tap three for three tentacle tokens and one big-ass kraken. Yeah.
1: And any, anything that can't trips, anything that's an instant the trips, you can you can use that mm-hmm. it's like you know block before damage you know your 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 ops or your ponders or your uh, you know thrills of possibility
0: thrills of possibility which, which
1: got reprinted in this set i was You're shocked because yeah. that that doesn't happen a whole lot yeah so nice. it's like it's like thrill of possibility in eldraine and then thrill of possibility reprinted in the very next set mm-hmm. um
2: Oh, I can do you one better. Yeah. Uh, Return to Nature has been reprinted three <laughs> consecutive sets with three different and all beautiful artworks.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, what's the other?
1: What's oh, the there's, other? Um, oh, uh, Underworld Dreams got a reprint, and that's been in at least three sets, but it's it's been in sets going back a lot longer.
2: Indeed, and there's a card that's really powerful, made big waves in the last GP, that got reprinted for what is, I believe, the... Uh, 50th or 60th time uh that would be the forest let's never lose this
0: good call good call um <laughs> you're not
2: wrong
1: <laughs> it's like but how do i say that in a way that doesn't reward that behavior
2: <laughs> um uh, don't worry Ethan. behavior like that is its own reward mm. Uh, right. The doge, the uh, trips doge. Uh yes, Kernos? Know, it Kuk- three Kernos? heads. Yeah, Kernos, yeah. Three three keywords, three heads. Three three. Three, three mana. Three toughness. Yeah, That's five three. Dog good.
1: Dog have too many words and then like Cards can't be cast from graveyards. It's just a whole lot of crazy pants stuff.
0: A whole lot of crazy going yeah, on. Yeah, though, I think if we're talking
2: about cards where they have a lot of words, and definitely the cards where you have to read the whole thing, I think Thassa's Oracle probably has it at the moment. Yeah, we should, we should do that. It's very important that you future. read that entire card. Yeah, we should, we should have <laughs> awards, like card awards, for like the wordiest
1: card. It's like Questing Beast. It's like... And the award for most words. And the award for most words. We should do an award show. That'd be Oh, that'd be amazing, yeah. The award
0: for most words goes to...
1: Questing Beast. Questing Beast. Oh, I'm so so honored to be nominated. I'd like to thank Yorvo, and Yorvo, and Yorvo, and like there's all the different heads are answering.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. Finishing each other's sentences. Distinguishes. Now you're... Oh, Sentences. wow. That, that was a Frozen reference when I was about to make Only Python reference. I'm not sure who wins.
0: Uh, well, you know what? Technically, it was a Frozen reference, but Frozen stole it from Community, which made it years before Frozen came out. And I saw something that actually made it before Community, but I can't remember what it was. But huh. Community definitely made it years before Frozen. So, so when <laughs> I saw Frozen the first time, I liked Frozen, but at that particular joke, I was like, they stole that joke from Community. <laughs> Following the uh,
1: standing on the shoulders of Giants joke, I, it's, we'll have to figure out who's standing on whose shoulders. Yeah. It's like we know that the Elsa and Anna are standing on, you know, uh, Abed and Troy's shoulders. Sure. And who are, you know, standing on Dan Harmon's shoulders. Dan Harmon. Who are, you know, I maybe then standing on like Graham, Terry or, you know, ev- Michael's every- shoulders.
2: Everybody is standing yeah. on um <clears throat> the shoulders of freaks. Hmm. You know you're you're definitely right there.
0: I'm
1: turn it down again, but I'll Terry is also wait. dead. Yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah, more people uh, die. Um,
0: so many people are dying this year
1: yeah yeah it's like man 2020 could you
0: stop for like 10 seconds oh my god what a year it's the worst year ever might pick up around november or something we'll see fingers crossed yeah we can we can hope
2: Yeah, no, I th- think I think we could probably trace it all back. I think we all uh, we we all owe it to Plautus. I think Pla- if we, if, Plautus. I think we're going to take modern uh, the the modern practice of comedy back. I think we can go back to Plautus and say oh. everybody's everybody's standing on his shoulders. Okay. And of course, Plautus was Roman, so we stole everything from the Greeks. So <laughs> I guess it does keep going back. Man.
0: Yeah, back, back and back yeah. and back. yeah, the Greeks do seem like they'd be more responsible. Guess who's back? Back, back and, and back. It's the Greeks. Back and back and back. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and
2: that said, uh, the the full wording of Thassa's Oracle is... <gasps> when Thassus' Oracle enters the battlefield, look at top X cards of your library, X to your devotion to blue. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, best for wars and magic, you win the game.
1: Some of some of the required fingers and vehicles each sold separately. Batteries not included. Micro-machines.
2: Some versions also have the reminder text for devotion after that, just in case you still had air in your lungs. An S.C. Johnson Company. <laughs>
0: By
1: JD Power Associates.
2: Ding! Bum, 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 bum. Well played, sir. Thank you. Excellent.
0: Well, uh, what else we got to talk about? Anything else in particular? Or, uh...
2: I think we'll be really interested to see the results of the next GP to see how it shapes the new standard. Yeah. I think that Theros is going to be a good season. I'm looking forward to playing it, and hopefully, I get to see some of you guys on <laughs> Arena
0: arena at least one of us and six of
2: us. <laughs> next week i will definitely have some commentary on uh magic the gathering mana strike and any other magic gathering video games that i can get my hands on excitement
1: oh and we'll have a report uh on the uh event in march because i believe we're still on for that event that event in march
2: yeah well hopefully in, we'll be insert-wise. making it to our first gp okay,
1: gp uh, so look forward to that we're going to be general practitioners of magic Oh, I thought I was thinking Jeffrey Peterson. Oh, uh, no, uh, Grand Prix. Uh too.
2: I believe. Sure. And gorgeous
0: pizzas. Just gorgeous pizzas. Uh, gorgeous. G- Gourgeois. Gourgeoisie pizza. Yeah. Well, this has been Collected Sorceries, the Magic the Gathering podcast. If you'd like to email us and give us money, please do so through CollectedSorceries at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at collected Source.
1: S O R C E. The uh, deck lists for FNM are usually posted uh, that evening or, in some cases, the Saturday after.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, quite. Mm. Have a lovely evening.